spring pray take me to a deeper place where all I see is you my Lord pray take me to a deeper place all I see is you my Lord Take me to a deeper place Where all I see is you, my Lord Take me to a deeper place All I see is you, my Lord Take me to a deeper place where all I see is you, my Lord. Take me to a deeper place. All I hear is you, my Lord. Take me to a deeper place. Where all I want is you, my Lord. Take me to a deeper place where all I know is you, my Lord. Take me to a deeper place where all I want is you, my Lord. Take me to a deeper place Where all I know is you, my Lord Take me to a deeper place Where all I see is you, my Lord Take me to a deeper place where all I know is you, my Lord. Take me to a deeper place, deeper place. Where all I see is you, my Lord. Take me to a deeper, deeper place. Where all I see is you. My Lord, take me to a deeper place where all I see is you. My Lord, take me to a deeper place where all I see is
10 verse 4, look at what that scripture says. John chapter 10 verse 4, if you can put it on the board, give me the King James version. Take me to a deeper place where all I see is you, my Lord. Uh -huh. Take me to a deeper place and all I see is Look at what that scripture said. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. Why? That means you cannot quote Psalm 23 until you know his voice. The Lord is my shepherd begins with the fact that I know his voice. So you see, it's not a psalm anybody says when they are in trouble. Take me to a deeper Where all I see is you, my Lord. Take me to a deeper place. Where all I see is you, my Lord. Take me to a understand this. Because you see, you can't let such a teaching fly over your head. You can't let it. So hear this. The Bible says, and when he puts forth his sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep naturally follows him. Because the sheep know his voice. See what the next verse said. And the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. See what the next verse Verse 5. And a stranger will they not follow. But they will flee from the stranger. For they know not the voice of strangers. That means if I have an assignment that guarantees my prosperity, it is to know his voice. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. So to arrive at lacking nothing, I have to be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd. And to say the Lord is my shepherd is to say I know his voice. So if I cannot say that I know his voice, I know when God is leading me. Oh, the songwriter said, oh, speak and let me listen in accents clear and still above the storms of my passion the moments of self-will oh, speak to reassure me 
hasten or control me. Oh, speak and make me listen. Thou guardian of my soul. Oh, let me hear thee speak in accents clear and steep. Above the storms of my passions and the murmurs of my self-will. Oh, speak to reassure me, to hasten me or slow me down. Oh, speak. Oh, Baliabakoteasa. See, see, what you said is not speak and help me listen. What you said is speak and make me listen. When you arrive at that point in covenant, at any point you want to deviate from what God has said, he will force circumstances bring you back. That's what the psalmist meant in Psalm 23 when he said, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You see, every shepherd in Israel has a, has a stick. The stick has a straight end and a curved end. The curved end is the staff. The straight end is the rod. So that when the sheep begins to leave the pathway the shepherd wants him to follow, the first thing he applies is the staff. He takes the curved end of that stick and puts in the neck of the sheep and tries to sway the sheep back into the fold. But when the sheep insists that he knows his ways, he pulls out the staff, stretches it out to the other end. And you know, the staff end makes the grip stronger. When he holds the rod end, he's using the staff end. When he holds the staff end, he's using the rod head. And the rod head is easier to miss because it is straight. The staff end is harder to lose because it is curved. And so when God stops staffing you, he's about to begin to rod you. Is anybody hearing me? The staff end of God are his instructions. The rod end of God are his corrections. Sometimes he permits you to see the consequences of your foolishness because his rod end is upon your back. Oh, speak to reassure to hasten or control me. Oh, speak and make me least Thou God of my soul Oh, speak to reassure To hasten or control me Oh, speak and make me so listen to this the assignment from this word you heard this morning is to 
master his voice and master obedience. Because the guarantee that you will succeed is in your mastery of his voice and your obedience. In fact, let me say something that might scare you. The more you master his voice, the less he makes room for your disobedience. If you understand it, then we are good to go. So the primary assignment now is to master his voice. Lord, some of you are in this room and you are thinking, does God actually speak? He does speak. He does speak. And I trust the Lord that before we say an amen in this service, you will hear him speak. Amen. There are many ways he speaks. But I want to stir up a personal operating system, a personal love code between you and God. That's my assignment this morning. And stir up a personal love code between you and God. So that when he shows up in that love code, you know that you know that you know that you know. God is speaking to me now. Listen. Pastor Sarah said very beautifully, God does not speak outside his word. Hear this. That's his principles. In fact, she quoted and said to you very clearly that he honors his word principles above his name's reputation. Are you following me? The repu so when you hear a name in scripture, it is speaking about a reputation. It is reputation that authority is bestowed upon. That's why no politician will win an election without a reputation. Except in these days when they steal it. Oh, speak and make me listen. Thou God, enough my soul. There are too many troubles you will have avoided in your life if you knew his voice. Let me say this to the glory of God. I have walked with the voice of the Lord to the degree to which now he does not need to speak for me to hear him. And I will show you where that, that mastery comes from. Listen, your first assignment is to know the scriptures. You see this thing you have been playing with since you were a child. Outside of it, God cannot speak to you. Now, somewhere in it, somewhere in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, you will find that to everything there is a season and a time for every matter under the sun. A time to be born, a time to die, a time for war, a time for peace, a time for... That means that this is not a book of rules. This is a book of possibilities. That means when it is time to war, you will find a reference for war. And of course, you know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Right? So that you understand it. When it's time for peace, you will find a reference for peace here. Now, that's why foolish people believe that the Bible contradicts itself. No, the Bible gives you the possibility in every circumstance. So that when you are acting within the context of that circumstance, you can say, as it was in the days of Gideon. 
as it was in the days of Esther. Because knowing the Bible as it were does not sufficiently, knowing the Bible is knowing the word of God or the principles of God. But knowing the voice of God is knowing the instructions of God. Now let me tell you something. When Jesus said man shall not live by bread alone, he did not say man shall live by every word God has spoken. He said, "God shall, man shall live by every word that proceeds. Mm. Even if your English is bad, proceeds is a present continuous tense. That means that you don't live by what God had said. So that even if you read it in the Bible, in the face of the circumstance, the spirit of life has to breathe upon it and bring it back to you. It is what he is saying to you now that is relevant for your living. Now you see, Isaiah 55 asks the question, and that's the question I want you to not lose. The question is, why are you laboring for meat that will not satisfy? That means you would rather have people, you will see people who would rather labor in their lives in suffering than labor in knowing the scripture. This is the myth that satisfies. By the grace of God, I have never been stranded the last 10 years. Never. Never. By the grace of God, my wife is here. I've known her for over 20 years. She has never said to me, what will we do about this? And I said, I don't know. She's here. I don't know. It's an insult to the shepherding ability of God. Oh, yeah. mm. I, I wish I could pick a student. Can I, can I get a student, an undergraduate student? I want to ask you a quick question. Come, come, come. You, you raised your hand first. You really just want to be blessed. So, Look at this. You're an undergraduate student, right? All right. Um, you know that my student days were very far. I left being a student in 2006. So, that's when I finished university in 2006. When I finished university, I told myself, I'm not going back to school. I said, any other certificate they will give me, they have to call me and say, well done for living well. Now they are giving me two honorary doctorates. Do you understand? I've collected one. I'm collecting one next month. There are something school does not give you. Go to school is important. Even though I've been sounding like an illiterate now. So you understand that that one too is important. Oh, go back to that formal progression. Take me to a deeper place. So, you're a student, right? If I said, let's do lunch this afternoon. Will you be happy? Yes, sir. Okay, if I say let's do lunch this afternoon, do you think I'm going to go to your school cafeteria? Yes, sir. I'll go to your school cafeteria to go and eat. No, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Come on, sir. I, I was wondering what part of me was, was not saying it the way it is. So, that means I'm likely going to go to a five-star restaurant somewhere in town, right? If you had your money, will you go to a five-star restaurant? 
you will not go to a pastor. You would rather eat in the cafeteria and keep the change for subsequent eventualities. Follow me. If we were walking, if we were walking into that five-star restaurant, will you walk like you are not the one who is going to pay? <laughs> will you? Would you? Would you? Will you walk into that place like, hey, oh God, I don't deserve this? You're walking confidently. Yes, sir. You're walking like it's me and you that are going to pay, right? Yes, if I, you'll be angry that I did not tell you to go and wear a jacket like my own before. Yes. You'll be thinking, ah, I wish. If it was my last Christmas jacket. Yes, sir. Do you get it? Because I need to enter into that place confident. Now, if you enter into that place timid, who do you insult? So the confidence of a believer comes from the knowledge of the one who leads him. Oh. If we were in that restaurant and you pushed a plate and it broke, the sorry is not to the restaurant. It's to me because I will pay. And when you say sorry, what am I likely going to say? Why do you break that kind of plate? Do you know how expensive this place it's okay. Now, listen. That means every lack of confidence and lack of answer in your life is the absence of the knowledge of the one who has said, I will never leave you. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I can't begin to tell you stories. There is no city I have put together a meeting in, whether at home or abroad. That by the time I got there, the needs were not met and I had excess. Because I know the one who sent me. We have a meeting in England after this one. And they had called me two days ago to say, oh, we have this undone and that undone. Three days ago to say, we have this undone and that undone. And it was a small thing. I mean, small thing. I have the money to solve it in my wallet. And I said to my wife, I said, I am sure that before we get there, God will sort it. Day before yesterday, someone calls to say, can, can I use that last account I used to send that pounds offering to you? I said, why not? Then I said to my wife, the answer had come. But guess what? Yesterday after the service, somebody came to me and said, ah, they taught me not to, bring, not to see a prophet empty-handed. He didn't bring me money in Turkish liras. He didn't bring me money in US dollars. He brought me money in pound sterlings. And the money he brought in pound sterlings was about the amount that is needed to sort those things. I told you I already had that amount, more above that amount in my wallet. Just so that God, not, not for the need of it, just so that God can tell you, you are my payroll. Your bill is my bill. When some of us speak about this life, we are not telling you stories. And don't look at us and see the nobility that is around us now and be deceived. I was born by a Nigerian police officer. I grew in the barracks. In my secondary school days, I had patches behind my trousers. I held my book behind to cover it. 
And I can stand here and say to you, by the grace of God, we have never taken an offering from anybody who didn't give it willingly. So I'm not talking about we stand and cunningly say, you know, there are six people here that will give one 1,000. I've never done that. <laughs> never done that rubbish. It's not me. I'll never do it. As, as far as I'm concerned, it's too insultive on God. When you stand up now, there are six people here. They give one 1,000. I didn't become like this now. I have always been, when I was poor, I was like this. If God will not give me, let me perish. So, I said all of that not because I wanted, want to impress you. I, I get nothing from impressing you. I said it to compel you to know that people live that life and have tasted and seen that is true. Scripture said in the Psalms, it said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. He said, fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him lack nothing. Even when the young lions go weak and hungry. Do you know what it means for a young lion to go weak and hungry? It's impossible in the jungle. Everything will die. Before a young lion will go hungry. The psalmist said, even when a young lion goes weak and hungry, those who fear the Lord lack no good thing. The weapon of Satan, sir. The weapon of Satan is, he would rather make us focus on rubbish. In fact, some of you are not even focused enough to give God your free time. No, God is not deserving of your free time. God is deserving of a consecrated time. I'll come again. God is not, is not, when you know him, you will know. You don't give him what is left of your time. You give him time and other things build around the time you have given him. I notice that there's an evil spirit in your generation. That evil spirit makes that any time you have time constraint, the first thing you cancel is God. Ah, I have three more lectures this semester. I cannot attend fellowship. Ah, I've got a test next week. I can't pray this morning. And God understands. The place you get direction from, oh, the labor of the fool wearies him because he does not know the way to the city. It's not your fault that you cut God off. All of your years of working with God have been religious and have produced nothing. And by produce nothing, I'm not just talking about you get, get money. If you prayed this morning and got direction as to what to do for your exam, you will know that the prayer is not an appendage. It's an important thing. Yes. That's the problem. You have religion. You don't know Jesus. He said, my sheep, they know. And that know, the, the literal Greek word used there, is intercourse. So the sheep didn't wake up knowing the voice. The sheep had been around the shepherd long enough. So the sheep knew when the shepherd was cooling it. He knew when he dropped it some grass and brought it some salt and brought it some water. And the more you did that around the sheep, the more the sheep would say, the one I love is 
ever before me. He seals upon my heart. I live for the one I love. So when God begins to show you his love, he's baiting you to become familiar with him. He's baiting you to understand him. He's baiting you to register in your heart that no one can love you as much as he loves you. That love is what Pastor Sarah told us about that must provoke a response. The love of Christ constrains us because we judge like this. That what are we that he died? So if he died, I cannot keep living for myself. That's what Second Corinthians 5 verse 14 says. If he died, I cannot keep living for myself. That means the moment you stop becoming a fool, you suddenly realize that your life is not your own. That's when you know that your foolishness has ended. Can I say it again? The day you know that your foolishness has ended is the day you wake up and you say, he loved me so much, he died for me. How can he die for me? What is he looking for? How important am I? Who first? Who died for me? The son of God. Let the glory of heaven because of me. No, I need to ask him what he's looking for. From this point onward, I should have been dead. He died. That means that if I must live, I will live the life he should have lived. That's the day you know that your foolishness has ended. I live for the one I love. I live for the one I love. Say I live for the one I love. I live for the one I love. Say I live for the one I love. I live for the one I love. Say I live for the one I love. For the one I love, say I respond to the one I love. I respond to the one I love. Say I respond to the one I love. I respond to the one I love. I respond to the one I love. I respond.
saying to God, Lord, I want to know your voice. I want to understand when you speak. Just lift up your hands where you are. I want to command your ears to open. Father, today, by the same law of the spirit of life, you said the moment we can hear your voice, we pass from death to life. That everyone who can hear your voice has everlasting life and has passed from death to life. Today, I rebuke the spirit of death. I come against the death of the carnality of your human nature and I decree in the name of Jesus. Let your ears be open now. Ephata, let your ears be open now. 
And I decree in the name of Jesus that you are activated to see God's signs on your way. That every time he throws a sign of love, that your mind will meditate upon it until you know the voice of the shepherd. In the name of Jesus. And as a token, every hearing problem, every deafness in the flesh, every deafness in the natural, I curse you now. Let that ear be open now. In the name of Jesus. Not only do deaf ears open, everything that has been shot, every shot door, shot eye, shot womb, shot anything that has been shot, I command be open now. And let Jesus be glorified. We thank you, our Father. Give him praise for a moment. Give him praise for a moment. Hallelujah. 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 Okay. I hear that you have a culture of rejoicing. Hey! Come on, come on, come on. There is Christian fellowship. Rejoice! Rejoice! Okay, so those of you who think we shouted for nothing, wait, 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 wait. If you had any hearing problem, check it now. Did anybody have a hearing problem around here? Is there anybody? Wave, wave, wave. Anybody that had a hearing problem? It's hard. It's in past tense now. Oh. You people left all the deaf people at home. God. Ooh. No, no. Something opened. Something opened. Something opened. There's an open door somewhere. There's an open door. If you had any other kind of infirmity, check it. Swellings, growths, fevers, pains, check it. Check it now, 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 now. Okay. Some people are testifying to their neighbors. If you found out that it's gone, wave, wave, wave. There was something. One, two, three, four. Come on. Five. It's gone. Oh, oh. it's gone. Come, come. I want to hear your own. Come. I, I saw you telling your friend. Come, come. You with the glasses. Come. What left? You can breathe well. You had a breathing problem. Hallelujah. There, there was someone on this side. Who was it? Was it you? What, what, what left? What? Headache. The headache left. <laughs> uh, uh, there was somebody else. What, what left? 
headache. He left. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. What else? What else? What else? Somebody else. Somebody else. There's somebody else. Somebody else. Who was it? Was it you? It was also a headache. Ah, he left. Okay. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, somebody is at the camera there. What happened? Huh? Cough. Did you say cough? And it's gone. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah! Hallelujah. Now, sit down for a while. I need to give you a simple note. Three minutes and I'm out of here. I closed my tablet so that I can just obey God quickly. Alright? So I told you, you must familiarize yourself with the good things that the shepherd does for you. One of the things Satan does is he takes away your ability to meditate on the goodness of God. Because the moment you begin to meditate on the goodness of God, your ears open. Your ears just begin to open. Now the goodness of God leads you to the word of God. So that it's in your quest to know the God who is this good that you study the word. That's why some of us are never tired of the Bible. Never. Never tired of the Bible. I don't read the Bible as a preacher. I don't read the Bible as a preacher. Let me shock you. I have not made notes to preach since 1998. Yeah, I've been preaching that long. I've not made notes to preach since 1998. Every time I attempted to, it became a frustrated plan. Because I discovered that you don't study to preach, you study to live. And it is out of the abundance of what you have lived that you preach. Do you understand it? How God, uh, uh, how God, uh, excellent of laws, of things, of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and the things he began both to do and to teach. You only qualify to teach what you have done. So I've tested the word of God and we're proving it to be true. Now listen, as you familiarize yourself with the word of God, you will start to see the signs of God around you. Listen, and God who understands that season of your life will permit you to test. The Bible says solid food belongs to the mature who by means of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now that means it is use that increases your discernment. Oh, I thought it was God that said, but hey, hey, I will have entered into trouble. That way you now know that that man I was speaking is not necessarily God. Because like I said to you, my sheep, no, no. It's intimacy that brings the knowledge of his voice. So pastor, if that's the case, what did we do now? We killed the deadness of your flesh so that your spirit becomes alive and conscious of the fact that God is always trying to speak to you. Always, 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 always. I mastered hearing to the degree to which my wife is here, Kaska. I can hear in three directions at the same time. So let me tell you. Don't do this at home. I can be watching a movie and she's talking to me and God is talking to me and I'm hearing all three perfectly. Perfectly. Now, don't think, ah, that must be superhuman. Let me tell you how I grew up. I've shared this story everywhere in the world and people laugh at me every time I share. I was so dull when I was growing my mother could not send me to the kitchen to get more than two things at once. If she tries it, it is messed up. Are we together? Ah. 
Maybe that's why I like you. I'm not joking. I wish he was alive to... Well, my siblings, if you know any one of them, call, call them and confirm. When one of my uncles heard that I was a preacher, he said, who? <laughs> then he insulted all of you. Let me tell you what he said. He said, who listens to him? Because nobody could look at that child and give him this chance. If my mother says, get me a spoon, a knife, and a turning stick. Those of you who are from Africa know what the turning stick is. Because I am attempting to please them, I have failed them too many times. I start to recite it from where I was sent. Spoon, knife, turning stick, spoon, knife, turning stick, spoon, knife, turning stick. Listen, less than 15, 20 steps later, when I get into the compound of the house, the moment something happens, someone passes or someone says something and I turn to attend to it, that would be my error. Because the moment I turn back, pot, plate, no. bowl, plate, no. And I keep saying that and walking towards the kitchen. And the more I walk towards the kitchen, the more unsure I become. Then I pick any three things. Sometimes I'll pick five things. Paradventure, the three they are looking for is somewhere in the five. Then I can give them what they are looking for and return. Now, as I begin to return towards my mother, the more I took steps in her direction, the more I knew I didn't get the message. So when I stand in front of her, I will not say, here is it. I just display it. <laughs> and the response was the same every time. My mother will shush me back. There, you know, there's, there are things your mother will say that she didn't say anything, but she said everything. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> your mother like me? Is your mother like my mother? <laughs> oh, you have a good mother. It's Mother's Day, right? And when I turn back to take it, most times, you know what she'll do? She'll call my younger brother to go and bring it. And I'll break. I'll break a million times. It was Jesus I met who gave me a chance. Now I can hear in multiple directions by relationship with him. I've told somebody, the worst you can do to me is take away Jesus. I still remember what I looked like without him. I'm not willing to go back there. I'm not. You can kill me. Let me go and meet him. I'm not willing to go back there. Listen. So, when we talk like this, don't think, oh, you're just naturally intelligent. No, I'm not naturally intelligent. The Lord breathed upon my mind. Now, if you read a piece of scripture, once you read a piece of scripture, interpretations begin to rise in my mind. It's by acquainting with his voice. I'm so grateful for the things, for the maltreatments I had as a child. You know why? They pushed me to God. He was the only consolation I had. So there were nights I'll wake up alone and sing to him. If I only knew what that was working, I'll have begged them to maltreat me some more. 
And I didn't have bad parents. Any parent would have been exasperated with a child like me. Understand it. So, I'm not, I'm not standing here to tell you I had very bad parents. No, 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 no. My parents were amazing. Amazing parents. But I was the kind of child that everybody was thinking, where did this one come from? It does not look like us. If my siblings were gisting, I have a very happy house. Everyone is a comedian in my house. Everyone, from my father to everybody. Once they start to gist, everybody is laughing. The moment I contribute. <laughs> oh, you know exactly where that was going. So I'll save you the stress. That's the end of the conversation. And it's over. Literally, two of my brothers will carry their pillows and enter into the room. Like, who brought this one here now? So I learned to sit aside and watch them joke and enjoy it. I'll just laugh and laugh. And just know that your contribution is not good enough. So, keep it where it is. It's hearing God I want you to master. And I'm doing it as briefly as I can. When you start to know and understand the scripture, then you will start to pick up God's love signs around your life. The more you acquaint yourself with it, the more you master, oh, when I see this and I see this, God is speaking to me. Listen, but that's not the final thing that will happen you will start to clearly distill his voice. What will happen is he will start to clearly give you instructions. Don't go there. Rise up. Let me tell you, it is him that is the reason why I'm standing here right now. I told my wife today, I'm not saying a word. I had shut down last night. My body had told my mind, it is over. <clears throat> and by it is over, I mean, our work in North Cyprus is done. So I was tempted to say to my wife, do I have to go to church this morning? Then I remember that at least the presence of God will be here. That's where my refreshing is. I don't miss church. My friend, Pastor Jerry, says, Jesus never misses church. <laughs> yeah. He posted it even yesterday and I had to send him a thumbs up. Jesus never misses church. You know? So I got up and dressed up and came here. And while she was teaching, the Lord told me you will go up there and you will activate their hearing. That's why I came up. And your hearing has been activated. You will suddenly, the Bible says, wheresoever you go, you will hear a voice from behind you. This is the way. This is the way. Somebody will ask you, how are you sure? You say, I'm just sure. True, I'm sure. That's how I live. And I, I, I've, I've not gotten it wrong. I'd love to do one more thing today, but I think I'll just let your pastors do it in your next meeting. See, in your next meeting, those of you who didn't follow us from Lefke down here to Guinea and back here, if you didn't follow us, there's so much you missed. That is not, that's not a preacher trying to psych you because I'm on my way out. Like I'm leaving your town. So there's nothing in psyching you right now. Get the message I preached here in Lefkosa on tongues. Listen to it before your next service. The next time you have a congregational meeting, you can even do it before the next time you have a congregational service. Get two, three of your friends. Carry a specific matter in your life. Put it in front of you. And say, Lord, concerning my mother's health, as you pray, 
and keep your focus on it, you will start to see what the will of God is for that matter. You'll see. You'll see. I don't tell you things that will sound very superhuman, but I'm tempted to share one. My father couldn't die until I released him. Couldn't. <clears throat> one day, he was ill. He was ill from my 300 level. And every time I went home and I gave him the communion, he became stronger. And when I went back to school, and I just, I told God, I'm tired of this thing. Then I said to the Lord, give me my father's life. And the Lord said to me, I give it, I give it to you. My father was in Jaws. I was in Zaria then. And my mother said, now my father is an Orthodox Christian. And by Orthodox Christian, I don't mean Catholic. I mean, he's an Orthodox Christian. Never got filled with the Holy Ghost. Never, you know, prayed in tongues. Just loved the Lord and read his Bible. Where the stubborn ones who came to say to him, the Lord said, I should tell you. And my father believed in me so strong. He believed in my ministry so strongly before he left. And so, my mother was sitting by my father's bedside. I don't know why I'm sharing this story. And she said, my father began to sing. He sang in Hausa. Then he started to sing in our language. Ngas. And then he translated from there and started speaking a language that she didn't know. Now all the languages my father spoke, my mother heard. And so he was singing. And she said while he was singing, and this is my mother's report. I'm not giving my father's report. Save it for another day. While she was singing, she said she noticed his countenance was getting bright. And he was turning to look at her. When he looks at her, he will smile and continue singing his jargons. And she said, from the previous day into the next day, that was the exercise and she was watching his body become stronger. So he came and sat down, gave her a few instructions and laid down and was singing. She said, his face became bright. Then he bursted out crying. And then in his cry, he started to say to her, what am I doing for you here? Leave me. Let me go. So my mother said, what? So when he came back and they pacified him from the cry, he said, tell Chintok to let me go. He said, while I was singing, two angels came and I began to ascend. Then I saw that boy, that's what he called and I saw that boy. He showed up and held my legs together with his sister. And they pulled me back down. That's how powerful you become when you know God. A year and a half later, I went to nurse him. When I looked at him, I said to God, please let him rest. So I looked at him. And then he looked at me and gave that smile. Like I know. Then I smiled back like, we know right. And I left. Two days later, they called me and they said, daddy just passed. I said, praise the Lord. They said, I said, daddy just passed. I said, yes, hallelujah. Sometimes you get the beauty and the luxury of being prepared for the things people stumble into. I have lost nothing serving Jesus. It's made my life so sweet. It's made my life so good. I want to beg you. Your highest response to the things you heard this week is give attention to knowing God. Give attention to it. 
It is more important than a first class. But you will not know him and lack a first class. Believe me. Believe me. I have too many superhuman stories. Believe me. Believe me. There are stories that if you hear, you will swear it's a lie. One of the reasons why I'm always saying my wife is here. Let me tell you who my wife is. My wife would never go to hell with you. She will not. My wife will not go to hell with you. This kind of wife that cannot lie for you. She can eee, my wife. Let me tell you how bad it is. If I'm preaching and I said, you know, we had $16,000. After the service, she said to me, yeah, baby, it was $15,500. <laughs> then I'll say to her, approximately... <laughs> My wife doesn't permit me to exaggerate. She doesn't permit me to exaggerate. You need to marry a wife like that. You will go to heaven. You will go to heaven. And I truly, truly honor the gift of God that she is to me. Today is Mother's Day, so. She's the mother of my children, but she's my mother. I'm her first child. My mother. She takes care of me. She takes care of me. You can't tell I need to leave your faces. Maybe it's because I'm going to miss you. That's why I'm still talking. Did I carefully? <laughs> Hear me, guys. I'm I'm not saying I I knew everything that ever would happen in front of me. Every time I didn't know, I took responsibility for not knowing. I started to ask myself. When was God trying to tell me this and how come I didn't hear it? I'll give you one last romantic one. Let me start coming down so that you know that. So, one of the things I hate every year is my birthday. I don't like it. The reason is because I don't like to hear people talk about me, especially good things. It breaks me. I cry. I mean, it breaks me. So once you start to say, oh, I'm just going for the life of pastor. I don't know what my life will look like. The moment you start it, I'll just start to play. I'll say, look, I look, I see your head, dear. <laughs> I don't actually mean see your head. I'm trying to escape what you are saying. So I run away. I run away from my birthdays. I mean, this year they wanted to do stuff. Till now they're begging me, let's do dinner. I said, but I'm not doing no dinner. I'm bringing fathers from across Nigeria to come and bless me. They're coming to speak in our church and bless me. And recently we went to check some place. And then they said, so on the dinner night, I said, dinner, you are who? I mean, I'm, I'm not doing I'm, this is me still warning them I'm not doing it now <clears throat> last year so what I did was I took up a preaching engagement at one of my friends churches in Port Harcourt some of you saw that online right yeah, those of you who follow me saw that online and I went there to preach and um, of course it was my birthday I didn't even let them know it was my birthday but my birthday is quite a buzz in Nigeria so somehow they found out it's only in Nigeria. It's not, has not reached here. You know? So somehow they found out, got me a cake and all of that. And I just finished preaching and they were praying for me. Now, the night before, I had spoken with my wife. And normally when I speak with her, it is video calls so that I can see the children and talk with them. By the way, we have three children. Our daughter is 15, our son is 11, and our last daughter, emphasis on last six. It's somebody I'm talking to when I say emphasis on last. 
and I cannot look in the direction of the person. So. You know what I'm talking about. So I last thought I six. Last, yeah. So normally I would do a video call with them, but when I called her, the network on I think my end or her end was bad, so I couldn't see. And so I dropped the call and I did a normal voice call. And we did the voice call. And for some reason, I didn't ask her, how are the children? Where are the children? Now, she had left home and arrived at Buja on her way to Port Harcourt to meet me. So if I had said, where are the children? Or if I had seen where she was, I'd know, this is not my house. Whose house did you go? And that would have been the end of what should have been an calculated surprise. And if I'd asked, where are the children? Let me talk to them. He would have first start to lie. And I told him my wife cannot go to hell for anybody. So, my wife would have told me, ah, they are far from me. I said, how far? Call them. For some strange reason, I didn't ask her, where are the children? We finished that call the night before my birthday and we dropped. I woke up the next day in the morning, took a shower, dressed up, went for the meeting. And when the church was praying for me and I stood up after cutting my cake, she was standing right behind me. And she was not hidden in a room somewhere. She arrived while they were praying for me. I mean, she arrived straight from the airport while they were praying for me. They carried her straight like that to stand behind my back while they were praying for me. Now, of course, the wife of the pastor and the pastor knew she was coming. Because she was plotting with them against me. <laughs> now, this is for those of you who think that God kills your romantic life. Yeah. Now, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. It's a good place to finish this. So, guess what? I get up from prayer. The pastor passes me their church gift. I took it and I turned. And I saw my wife. I screamed. And everybody in church shouted. And she hugged me. Now when she hugged me, I didn't say thank you. I said, Holy Spirit, you plotted with them against me. <laughs> now because it was her right to be romantic. But I have such a relationship with the Holy Spirit that I felt like I should have got. Now, the, the lesson in it is that the first person I thought of as the chief conspirator is the Holy Spirit. That's to say to you, we are parties to the degree to which at the very least. Don't make these people shame my man of God. <laughs> Let them know that I hear you. I should have turned around and seen her and said, ha, ha, ha. The Lord told me you are coming. She said, no way. <laughs> now, now you see, I said that to say this. That the things that make for your beauty, oh, this is going to bless you. I preached this two years ago. This is going to bless you. Right? If someone got you at gunpoint and blindfolded you, every step of the way increases your fear of uncertainty. But if someone who loves you blindfolds you, 
every step of the way will be an anxiety of excited expectation. Are you following me? God has that in the back of his pocket. But how you know you have been close to God is that you know that if he kept anything from you in the dark, it's so that he will not ruin the surprise. So, it's well good. So the feeling in the heart is about who blindfolded you, not the blindfold. So you walk more confidently even into the uncertain seasons of life. Knowing the one who has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He makes our lives exciting. And today together with my wife, we invite you to this life of knowing God and walking with him. By the next time the Lord permits us to return to North Cyprus, if you are still here, we will find you in greater levels of depth. Greater levels of the work with God. You will have greater joys. Greater results. You will be able to tell clearly, these are the places I met with God. You will be able to say clearly, this is the fruit of my work with God. I return to rejoice with you for the mighty things that God will do in your life. We love you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord causes his face to shine upon you. The Lord lifts up his countenance upon you and gives you his peace. Shalom. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah.